Chapter forty four of Carpenter's Geographical Reader Africa by Frank G. Carpenter. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Betty B. A visit to an ostrich farm. There's one kind of farming that thrives better in South Africa than anywhere else in the world. This is ostrich farming. Africa is the home of the ostrich. The great bird is found in a wild state on the edges of the Sahara and Kalahari deserts, and also in Abyssinia and Somaliland. When the English first came, ostriches roamed in large numbers over the great Karoo and other dry parts of the South African plateau, and men hunted them. They chased them on horseback with dogs and shot them whenever they could. The natives hunted the wild birds with bows and arrows, hiding in the sand about their nests and shooting them when they came near the chase has been so vigorously carried on that wild ostriches have almost disappeared they are now seldom seen except in the wilder parts of the continent most of the ostrich feathers of commerce come from tame ostriches which are reared upon farms in gathering the wild feathers the ostrich is killed by the hunters and each bird furnishes but one crop of plumes the feathers of the tame ostrich are plucked every seven or eight months so that one bird gives many crops until within the last century it was not known that ostriches could be domesticated then an english farmer near cape town caught some little ones and tamed them he kept them in fields with fences so high that they could not jump over and fed them plucking the feathers twice every year the ostriches grew they dug out nests in the sand and laid eggs and hatched them they thrived so well that the business became profitable then other farms were started and the habits of the birds were studied in order to learn the best ways of feeding and caring for them later the great eggs were hatched in incubators as well as by the ostriches themselves and now ostrich farming has become one of the most important industries of south africa hundreds of thousands of birds are reared on the farms and the feathers sold bring in a large sum every year but suppose we visit an ostrich farm situated on these high sandy plains which were once the home of the wild ostrich we drive from the railroad across the country which is covered with gray stunted bushes and a scanty growth of brown grass the farmer's home is a square brick building surrounded by green grass and shaded by trees he has a spring near his house and parts of the farm are well watered the farm contains about fifteen thousand acres it is divided into large fields by high wire fences and upon it there are now more than one thousand ostriches of all ages and sizes we see some ostriches on our way to the house what huge birds they are and how odd they are sometimes called giraffe birds or camel birds from their long necks and oddly shaped bodies those in the field are taller than the tallest man see some of them have put their heads over the high wire fence as though they would peck at us as we go by notice how small their heads are and how big the eyes they snap their long wide flat bills and the noise sounds like a pistol their snake-like necks are covered with fuzzy feathers their great legs are bare and on their bodies are beautiful plumes some of the ostriches are gray and some glossy black the gray ostriches are the smaller they are the hens the blacks are the cocks now we have left our carriages and are approaching the fence 
the ostriches start off on a trot they cannot fly but can run as fast as a horse see how they spread out their wings they seem to swim on the air as they race over the field our ostrich farmer is an englishman he is glad to have visitors at his lonely home on the plain he asks us to rest a while and then takes us over the farm the fields nearest the house are devoted to the ostrich chicks and to rearing young birds here is one in which two score baby ostriches are feeding what odd-looking creatures they are covered with down like little chickens just hatched their bodies are as big as a full-grown plymouth rock hen and they seem all eyes legs and neck their eyes are as large as those of a baby the chicks are gathered about an old hottentot who is feeding them grass and the fine gravel with which they fill their little gizzards to grind up their food he gives them also wheat and water and broken-up bones these birds were hatched in the incubator only a few days ago and their hottentot nurse must watch them carefully to keep them from catching cold bringing them back to their warm brooding place in the evening he treats the chicks as though they were his children and they follow him wherever he goes in the next field are two old birds and about twenty young ones they are watched over by a kaffir who has been with them every day since the young birds were hatched this is to keep them tame and accustomed to man and also to see that the jackals lynxes and other wild animals do not destroy them at night ostriches have many enemies and in these large enclosures some of which contain hundreds of acres it is hard to protect them going onward we stroll over one great range or field after another there are flocks of full-grown ostriches in many of them and we are warned to be careful the male is fierce when the hen is laying her eggs or hatching and will attack any one who comes near the nest the farmer gives each of us a bush with long thorns upon it and tells us to thrust this at the head of any bird that runs at us the ostrich is afraid of hurting its eyes and keeps away from the thorns the cock ostrich is dangerous when enraged it is not afraid it will run at its enemy as fast as a horse can gallop and jump at him and kick him the ostrich can give a terrible blow it kicks forward and downward the kick loses its force as the foot nears the ground for this reason an ostrich cannot well strike a man lying down and the keepers when a mad ostrich attacks them and they have no means of defence sometimes throw themselves flat on the sand the bird will then kneel on them and bite them but he cannot do so much injury as when they were standing we are attacked as we pass through one of the fields a cock ostrich rushes at us but the farmer keeps him off with his thorn bush and finally shows us the nest upon which his mate a big hen ostrich is sitting she has seventeen eggs under her in a hole as big as a wash-tub which the cock has dug out of the sand she runs off as we come up and the cock and she now stand about and cry as we handle the eggs which they are afraid we may break the eggs are almost as large as our heads each weighs about three pounds and contains as much matter as eighteen hen's eggs they are white with black specks on them ostrich eggs are good eating when fresh a single one will make an omelet for a large family the omelet tastes just like one made of hen's eggs the hen ostrich lays about twenty eggs before sitting and sometimes as many as thirty or forty the cock and hen work in partnership in fixing the nest and hatching the eggs 
the hen selects the place for the nest and the cock digs the hole he sits down in the sand and by picking and pawing and twisting himself about makes a wide deep place for the eggs when the sitting begins both birds take daily turns the cock usually sitting by night and the hen by day they keep this up for about six weeks which is just twice as long as is required to hatch chicken eggs the cock spends the longest time on the nest and he sometimes drives the hen back to her duty if she leaves the eggs when she should not the cock ostrich is a good husband and father he is anxious about his children and he sometimes breaks the shells for them when he hears them trying to peck their way out the shell of an ostrich egg is about as thick as the pasteboard cover of a school book and we can see that it is hard for the baby chicks to peck their way through so when the father hears them tap 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 he squeezes the egg between his breastbone and the sand until it breaks he then tears the inside skin with his bill and lets the baby out a few hours afterward the little one is toddling around on its long legs and a day or so later it is eating all it can get a baby ostrich grows fast when it is a month old it is as large as a turkey and at eight or nine months its feathers are ready for their first picking they are then of little value but they grow better and better and are picked regularly every seven months until the bird is full grown this is at three or four years after which it may produce more than one hundred dollars worth of feathers a year an ostrich often reaches the age of seventy or eighty years our farmer asks us to go with him to a field where they are plucking some birds one hundred fine ostriches have been driven in by kaffirs on horseback and are now enclosed in a small field which has some little pens at one end each pen is just large enough to hold one ostrich and his pluckers but so small that the ostrich has not room to kick while in it the kaffirs drive the birds into the pens using thorn bushes to guide them as soon as a bird is inside the bars are put up and a cloth like a stocking is drawn over its head while thus blindfolded it keeps quiet the wings are now raised and the long beautiful ostrich plumes which grow there are cut off close to the skin there are twenty-five of these in each wing they are beautifully white on the male birds and white tipped with gray or yellow on the females the shorter feathers which make ostrich tips are now clipped and then the tail feathers of which sixty or more are most valuable in all about three hundred feathers and tips are taken from one bird and these will all grow again in a space of seven months the best feathers come from the male birds after plucking the feathers are sorted and graded they are tied up in bundles and sent to the ports for shipment to europe there they are cleaned and dyed the white plumes only being left as they come from the bird most of the feathers go first to london from where they find their way to the hats and bonnets of the ladies of the civilized world. End of chapter 44